Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the biggest winners and losers from week four next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And before we get to the biggest winners and losers from Sunday's action, unfortunately, we did actually have a pretty significant number of injuries. And as of Sunday night, we don't really know the extent of them. We know Kenny Pickett left with a knee injury. We know T. Higgins has fractured ribs, which is... A pretty bad sign. It, it sounds like he might miss some time. That's not a great uh, thing for him, given how weird his season's been. Javante Williams left with a hip flexor injury. It sounds like that one's not significant, although Jill McLaughlin is probably going to be one of the priority ads on the waiver wire heading into week five. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think so. I think definitely. I think Michael Wilson's going to be one if that's not yes. injury related, but I think McLaughlin will be. Uh, I thought maybe with Javante missing most of the game, we'd see a lot more Samaje Piran, but I think at this point, Samaje Piran might be droppable. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, it seems like one of those ones where he's just the backup. Like, yeah. he, he just has his role, and it's independent of everyone else. Yeah, I, the waiver wire didn't really jump out at me because I'm not interested in Tyler Boyd with the Higgins injury. Yeah, I think, you know, you've got some two-quarterback potential here. you got Trubisky. And you've got um, Bailey Zappi, perhaps. So uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those eight chains. It's not going to be an eight chain week. That's for no, sure. No, definitely not. Not not any break the piggy bank open guys for this week. But let's talk about some winners and losers. And I'm I'm I got to talk about CJ Stroud. You know, this was something before the before the games today. You know, I talked about it with with Heath on one of the FFT and fives. We didn't want to start CJ Stroud this week. Turns out that was a mistake. He's been a top 10 QB entering Sunday night football. But if he got through this matchup against the Steelers, playing well without getting, you know, buried by that pass rush, there's a lot to like about this situation because all of a sudden, CJ Stroud, third straight 25 point effort and six point per pass touchdown leagues. It's three straight 300 yard, two touchdown games as well. And this is kind of a sneaky good receiver group. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen big plays from Nico Collins or Tank Dell three weeks in a row now. Robert Woods is a fine third option. Dalton Schultz even got involved this week after being really quiet the first three games. CJ Stroud looks really good, and this offense has been aggressive. They've pushed the ball down the field. They've been very pass heavy, not so much this week, but they won fairly easily. Is CJ Stroud a top 12 quarterback moving forward? He's probably right on the border. You know, he he's great. Uh, he's playing. I'm really starting well. him ahead of Joe Burrow that next week at, at oh, the I very see. least, and maybe Trevor Lawrence. 
Yeah, I think it's reasonable Lawrence getting the bills. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I would start just about anybody over Joe Burrow right now. I yeah. had Nico Collins as my winner because he bounces back from a really bad game where you're thinking, oh, I don't know, were the first two weeks flukes? Mm-hmm. No, he's he's going to be, I think, a little inconsistent. I've talked about this really high route depth, really high A dot. That's not a great profile. It's like Gabe Davis, but he's a much better version of Gabe Davis. He can make a lot of plays after the catch. I think Nico Collins is legit, and he's one of the reasons why C.J. Stroud looks pretty legit right now. So uh, that's a huge, huge surprise to me that this is happening so fast for them, uh, but good for them. And they've... <laughs> They're, are they good? I don't know, but they're good for fantasy. That's uh, I got a couple yeah, I more. The, I didn't mean the player. The matter the Texans good. The Texans, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple other winners. Alvin Kamara. I mean, Derek Carr probably shouldn't have been playing in this game. He couldn't complete anything down the field. I think it was four for sixteen on passes that traveled more than five yards on Sunday. Oof. So, yeah, Alvin Kamara got thirteen catches in this one as a result of that. But seventy-five <laughs> percent of the snaps dominated RB touches. That's exactly what we wanted to see coming back. Hopefully the offense will be better. And Alexander Madison, I'm not going to say things are good for him because Cam Akers actually played pretty well. Five carries for, or eight carries for 40 yards, I think in this one, but Alexander Madison held serve. You know, I, I would rather not have seen Cam Akers get, I think 10 routes or eight routes to Alexander Madison's 10. You'd like to see the gap be a little bigger there, but at the very least in a situation where it looks like he's got to play for his job, the last two weeks, Alexander Madison has done so. Let's move on to the biggest losers. And I mean, the Bengals offense, just T Higgins leaving with a rib injury. Tyler Boyd, he had one good game with Higgins out two years ago. Last year, played two games where Higgins basically didn't play at the one where he played one snap. I think another one where he played like 10% of the snaps. And Boyd didn't really do much. I think he's a fine roll of the dice as like a wide receiver four. But I'm viewing him very similar to how I view Josh Palmer, given the the way this offense looks. At least Palmer uh, is in a much better offense and you know yeah. kind of bailed us out with that late 51 yard catch. But yeah, Bengals offense, I just I don't know if Burrow's ever going to be right this season. And and I don't know it's hard to diagnose what's wrong with this offense until he's healthy. Do you have any other losers? Yeah, Raheem Mostert is a loser for me. And I had a remember I said last week, I don't know if you heard if I said it with you, but can he have that game last week and still be a loser? Because I felt like Raheem Mostert was a loser last week because Devon Achan was mm-hmm. a huge winner and Achan was a winner. Again. And the, the carries, you know, the catches, they were basically the same. But mm-hmm. once again, Achan did a lot more with it. And it's not that I think Mostert's bad. I mean, they obviously want to get him the ball. It's not like I think his last good game is, is behind us. He still has some good production left. But I'm sorry. I think Achan is the better guy. He, yeah. he is so fast. And so elusive, he looks like he could be a league winner. He looks like what DeAndre Swift is looking like right now for the Eagles, but but maybe even better. Um, so Mostert is a loser. I think you missed your chance to sell. You may as well just hold on to him and enjoy a probably a low-end RB2. Yeah, and then uh, one that we talked about before the show, I'll, I'll throw in Roshan Johnson as another loser. He was someone who was starting 18% of CBS Fantasy Leagues. Khalil Herbert started in 12%, and it turns out, I mean, even in a game where the Bears won fairly handily and maybe they were just going with a hot hand, you could say, well, at halftime, Herbert had five carries and Johnson had two. So it wasn't just milking the clock late in the game and running it out. This was, Herbert was the clear lead back. And look, it's still a committee in what looks like a bad offense. So I I think these are both RB3s moving forward, but Johnson's probably closer to the RB4 end of RB3 than than Khalil Herbert. And that's going to do it. For FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the week five waiver wall. We'll see you then.
Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 